Welcome to X of Words, a new podcast for the new status quo, created for and by X Twitter. Every episode, a new guest picks a new question for a shotgun quick listen chat. One question, two voices, 10 minutes. Hello, welcome to X of Words. You're back with me, Ash, again, unfortunately, I'm sorry. But luckily, I have someone much better than me here to talk with. <laughs> so, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> <laughs> wow okay yeah um uh, i'm cut my name's carl carl gent uh yeah that's me um, <laughs> so that's <laughs> wait how do you spell your at oh yeah it's uh at gent carl but g-e-n-t-c-a-r-l carl with a c not a k there's a big schism between the k's and the c's and it's real uh, <laughs> that was a better that was a better explainer than i could do all right um Thank you. Thanks for being here with us, Carl. Yeah. Uh, really happy to have you on. Uh, really enjoyed speaking with you about comics on Twitter and glad that we can do it in real life. So, Same, yeah. uh, today's question is, what's the best X book or what's the most interesting X book so far? Uh, so with that, I am going to press uh, our timer and our X starts now. Go for it. Open it up. Okay, so um, even though it's fresh and and we're only six issues in, I think it's Hellions, hands down. Strong agree. Strong agree. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. It's. uh, I mean, I think when those teaser images came out for it, whenever that was, way back pre-Corona, and we were like, "What the hell is this book?" You know, like who, why are these people together, and why are Marvel like publishing this? Um, I mean, I got into X Men uh, back in the nineties, and then had a good like kind of twenty years off, like an idiot that I was. Um, <laughs> but Generation X was like my fave book back then, and those little appearances of Nanny and Orphan Maker immediately got me hyped. But I had no idea how any of this was going to fit into Krakoa. Um, and yeah, then they they eventually came out. Yeah. Was there was there one issue before the the freeze? I don't remember. And it's just amazing. It does. Um, it does so much of what I want from a comic book. Like so most the vast majority of the X books at the moment are incredible. And they all kind of shine a light on a different side to Krakoa. Like I never thought I'd be into X Force, but it's it's wicked. It's like amazing. And it kind of yeah, well that's a different book. I'm not talking about that one right now. But <laughs> Hellions um Hellions does this thing of taking a bunch of characters I didn't really I wasn't that invested in before, some a couple of whom I'd never even heard of, to be honest with you. Yeah. They're not heroes. They're not like uh, enemies or anti-heroes or anything like this. They're kind of they're kind of messed up a little in their own individual ways. But it it somehow each issue manages to be hilarious, disgusting, terrifying, um, kind of horny as well, uh, which is great. You know. Pardon. Uh, Pardon. <laughs> no, so, so, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're not just going to breeze past that. Pardon. <laughs> well, I mean, look at them. You know. <laughs> Like, not nanny are you say, you're, you're saying not, okay well although i was rereading the, the second or third issue and like that bit where like empaths like getting into nanny's head and she starts kind of um nursing uh gray crow and later on in the issue gray crow's like you were nursing me i, did, I didn't feel like what you were doing and i was like oh hang on what was she doing <laughs> you know? oh. and i also i don't really know what's going on with nanny and orphan maker it, on page it doesn't seem that bad but there's clearly something worse going on behind <laughs> I, I, like obviously because I'm a I'm a grown functional man, yeah. uh, I don't like to admit 
how fundamentally scared I am of Nanny as a as a character. It's something it's about it's the lipstick on the metal. Yeah, the bugs like you had to do that, like the psychopathy that you need to yeah. put the lipstick. Like, does she reapply it while she's in the egg? I don't. And her confidence, that issue, that bit where she goes up to Sinister and saying, I'm going to I'm gonna orphan these thousands of mutants and the confidence she's got. And we don't really know what her, you know, we kind of know a bit about her power. Yeah, I don't know. There's something terrifying going on with Nanny. Um, she, she's not who I'm horny for. It's not her. <laughs> but it's, it's Madeline Pryor, isn't it? I was, I had, to, I was, I was like this. There's like a sliding scale of how okay you are in this moment that would have been defined by that particular answer. Because if you'd have come back and be like, "Oh, empath," I would have been like, "Oh, mate." No, it's not empath. Empath's, empath's the worst. But I think he's what makes um, Hellions as a proposition super interesting. That first issue, the first issue of a comic is always tricky because you're kind of going, "Okay, here's what we're doing," and there's so much kind of setting the ground rules that it can be a really dull issue sometimes but those data pages going through each of the character each of the members of hellions and the, starting with empath as well and yeah. that that thing where it's talking about um how is it described it's something like bad data and i don't know i i, I in my head it's um hank mccoy writing these data pages i don't know where i've got that idea but i think it must be there's something about the voice that feels like hank i'm not sure yeah i i, I, I kind of think that as well like unless mm. it's unless it's because he's kind of the data the nerve center i kind yeah. of imagine all of this sort of clandestine bits of information running through him yeah yeah and i think he refers to kind of scott in a kind of familial way or something like this maybe that's where i got the idea but when he talks about empath and it's like what is it something like um this isn't a psychopath or sociopath i guess is the word that has an x gene in this instance, the X gene created. has created a sociopath, right? So, and like I'm sure most people who adore uh, X Men, so much of it, it's about the mutant allegory metaphor, you know, like uh, mutantdom standing in for whatever minority position um, you've got in you. And but where where that metaphor so often falls down is because it, it maybe it overwrites actual kind of um, existing uh, minority positions mm -hmm. or. Or it doesn't Frank, really feel Franklin. flesh, flesh Franklin. Franklin. <coughs> Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> or, or what was it? When I was filling in the blanks of the 20 years, there was that horrific side. There was some issue I was just reading, some random issue. And it was like, oh, yeah, mutants can't get AIDS. And I'm like, what the f <laughs> what, what, dude? What? What? Like, I, I, anyway, whatever. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah it's I, a real, I mean, I think they tried to bury it quick. I can't remember what it was in. <laughs> Because I try to forget it, but like whatever. Um, anyway, and so, so Hellions, great book. We great love book. Hellions. We love um, Hellions. I, t I totally, I totally agree with you. Um, and I think I realised at, at first. I think the art, the premise of so much of these books have been about redemption. Mm. The books are redeeming so many off, like not off cuts. That's a bit bad of me, but mm. like no. B B cuts. You know yeah. things like Mojo World like X-Force and Mojo World, making that a compelling thing again. And I think Hellions has pulled back this idea because now that you've got this idea of like um, mutant unity, that yeah. brotherhood position is empty. That yeah. group of you sort of crazy offbeat mutants is yeah. gone. And this brings that back in in 10 times more of an interesting way. Yeah. But like- It, flesh, it fleshes them out, yeah. 
it does 100%. The only thing I don't get is why the fuck Sabretooth isn't on it? Why isn't yeah. Sabretooth in Hellions? 100%. Like, yeah, 100%. And, yeah, it's... it's The Sabretooth Pit of Exile thing is so dark and stupid. I mean, I also want, like, M-Plate to be in there, but as far as I understand, he's off eating people or something. I don't know what M-Plate's doing. Um, why isn't Maddie Pryor in there? I mean, what's this gross... Uh, gross kind of double standard they have with clones i don't I, you know i don't get it but um the whole island is filled with clones yeah what? yeah i mean they're all clones and it's like this sinister run in the group like what <laughs> yeah it's it's but i mean and to me like i mean the issue that came out most recently was amazing and weird as hell and it was horrible um but what i didn't what made me sad is the way that each issue of hellions has started with a nightcrawler quote and how incredible those quotes have been and and pairing up the kind of most uh spiritual or religious uh you know supposedly making a new these feel like bite, sound bites from the new mutant religion and to put that against this team of um who, who are going through the kind of who have come from and are going through the kind of the hardest kind of experiences that mutantdom has to offer personal kind of trials is just such an incredible um, uh, juxtaposition, and yeah, it just makes it really yeah. The writing on those on those little micro quotes blows me away. So this issue it was like um, what's his name Tarn the Uncaring from Araco. So I wonder yeah. if he's an equivalent, and the Locus Vile are the equivalent equivalent Hellions. Who knows, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, that's, yeah, it's just. Uh, I didn't expect it to be the most spiritual book of the X line when that first image came out and all the front covers was like, what is this? What is this? Uh, you know, like shit show, you know. And it is. It's ridiculous, every issue. Um, but it's the best. It's the best type of ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, and, and do you know what? I hadn't thought about um, the whole Tarn and his group being, mm. uh, being there tethered. But I think they are. And there's such, a, there's such a habit across books of people meeting their other halves or their counterparts, yeah. their Iraqi counterparts. Everyone, it sounds a Araki. lot like a lark. Araki? Yeah. I don't know. Araki. <laughs> Araki, but, uh, yeah. but it's yeah. it's like it's brought in loads of characters that I think. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Okay. We got one minute up. I will wrap that up. I'll wrap that up. So it's brought in loads of characters that I think get a lot of redemption, like people yeah. like Wildchild, who were just like yeah. the, cra the crazy Wolverine before, yeah. um, and were cautionary tales. Have now like been humanized because I like what like I never thought I'd sympathize so hard with Wildchild, but he's like subject to his mutation. He's yeah. like the the, the hierarchy. And thing him, him, is... and, him and Psylocke's relationship is unbelievable. It's like it's so it's, yeah. Yeah, Psylocke, Psylocke and Wildchild have what Nanny and. Um, yeah. Widow an yeah. orphan make a wish they had. They wish they had. They managed. They managed to do in like six issues what these two characters have been trying to build up for fucking years. This is and eighties or whatever. Yeah. And like, but even and Psylocke as well. I know we're running out of time, but Psylocke, it's like because this is a character that's like could easily disappear or fall by the wayside or whatever. But it's it's somehow fleshing her out in a way that doesn't feel like it's a new character. It's also making the time when Betsy was Psylocke and all that ridiculous, like whatever it was. Um, it's also making that feel more um, consistent somehow. Yeah, because she- I'm, I'm probably over-egging it here, but like, it feels- No, I 100% don't think you are, because actually mm. Psylocke was, after after they separated, Quanon mm. was kind of positioned as the evil 
aspect yeah. of, of Betsy. And it's yeah. really good to see her get this redemption where she gets fleshed out. She's not just the yeah. body that Betsy stole or, yeah. you know, a cool outfit or where the ninja skills come from. Like she's yeah. an actual person. And I, I think yeah. that, that. And yeah, that scene of her, Wild Child and Grey Crow on the beach, killer. Talking about, you know, Krakoa doesn't ask you to deny what you are. Dogs will hunt. And we get what piece we can from that. Except for Sabretooth. Except for Sabretooth, who has to... Um, go in the hole. Yeah, w- watch everyone else go and massacre <laughs> and slaughter. And he has to be in some horrific limbo. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what oh. is it? Worse than limbo. Worse than limbo. Like, yeah. I love. I, okay, we're gonna have to wrap it up there because yeah. I don't. I don't think we're gonna beat that like two octave races that you just did. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Carl, for being here. It's been an absolute Ash, that joy. Was great. That it's was been so an absolute fun. joy. I've been Ash, and I've been Carl, and this has been X of Words. Boom. Done. Wrapped. Perfect. <laughs> Someone that choke, someone that fit aside.